Hey, good thing you caught it now. We're recording now. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say about that is, welcome to the Bank Bro Show. I made another boo-boo and did not record the first 10 minutes, but this time I didn't forget to record like half of the show. So we're just going to keep it rolling. Like I said, my name is Siege, 600% vitamin C because I've been sick as a dog for the last couple of days. <laughs> That's Ryan with 600% noodle soup because he is a eating machine, especially yes. when he's training. And 500% THC. Yes, that's even better. And <laughs> than a thousand percent soup. water. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, chugs the water. Nicely mm-hmm. done. Yes, sir. Um, So all we were talking about before was just our weekends and literally all I was rambling on was just, hey, if you're not familiar with Holy Hill in the Midwest, in Wisconsin, check that shit out. It's beautiful in the fall. Had some great times with the family. Learned a couple lessons about a vibe check when you're supposed to make sure you're checking those bars before you walk in so you don't accidentally scar your children for life. So (laughs) that's all we really got to. This man's been taking it easy, watching a bunch of sports because you got your baseball, football, basketball, and hockey all at the same time right now. So something for everybody. Amazing time for sports. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it, love it, love it. But to begin the show today, because we got a lot to talk about, and we're actually going to take kind of a side quest on today. I think this is episode 40, if you can believe it or not, just like that. So we wanted to mix things up a little bit today. We will talk about a little bit of sports, but we're going to get into a much different topic that I've been waiting to discuss with this man. And grow a couple extra gray hairs in my beard because that's how it's fucking going to go today. (laughs) One, two, three. Before we get into any of that, I want to address our bet from last week. Again, I was too sick for us to do Nixon Dimes, so we couldn't pump that episode out yesterday. My bad, folks. If you have kids, I'm sorry. It's coming your way, too. It's cold and flu season. Coming like a freight train. It's already like me. Have no kids. Stay illness-free. Oh, okay. (laughs) Year-round. Yeah. Year-round. You can enjoy that all you want. Drink all the water you want. Yeah, smoke all the bud you want, cause hey, that helps you recover. And <laughs> sip Henny here and there on the side, you know. That's the real cure. Go. Is the Hennessy that'll kill anything you got going on in there? Yes. <laughs> the heat that you feel inside your body is it burning away? Yep. All the bacteria. It's just like no, we can't handle it. No. That's it's too much of a party. <laughs> yep. Reset. Zero. Boom. Right. And then you just that, pass out. That's exactly how it goes too. Yep. I'm cool with that. I've I've come along on the Hennessy like. It's not an absolute no like it used to be for me. Now I'm like, uh, is that well, all you got? Is it all you got? Okay, I guess so. <laughs> hit you, what, what do you hit me with? Um, Malort. Malort, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> that was the parlay bet that we were going to have to get into if I had gotten all four right. But we'll get into our results uh, very soon here. Let's start with two of the four bets that we had because two of those are in the UFC. And as you know, as we talked about last week, they had a big pay-per-view. UFC 294 was in the books this past Saturday. Now, yes, again, sir. I know this man watched the entire thing. 
I took a day off from sports pretty much all weekend just because I was like, I need a mental break. I need to just go and touch grass and see some leaves change color and eat a caramel apple and drink some fucking whiskey. So that's all I fucking did. And I enjoyed myself very much so. But the UFC card, I was like, I'm really only interested in like the co-main and the main. The rest of the card, you know, I heard there's some ref shit that happened that messed up a few results. And if you want to get into that, sir, you go right ahead. But I'm comfortable just talking about the main and co-main. Um, I'll just make a quick comment on that. Go for it. I was actually really looking forward to that fight because I thought Johnny Walker was going to win. I thought Johnny Walker was going to knock out Uncle Lyle. But. You know, unfortunately, that bullshit happened to everybody about it now. Basically, <laughs> if you've been living under a rock, what happened mm. was um, Uncle Live illegally kneed Johnny Walker in the head. The ref stopped the fight. Mm. You know, sure. brings in the doctor. The doctor asks the man where he is. Johnny Walker goes, I'm in the fucking desert. What? Yeah, he goes, I'm the in the fucking desert. desert. He's not lying because he's in Abu Dhabi. Right. And then the doctor goes, no, he can't fight. And waved it off. And then that was that was it. No contest. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And mind you, this happened in the first round two minutes into. Wow. And this is the fight right before the co-main event. Right. Uncle Live, one of the best light heavyweights in the world. Yes. Johnny Walker, a rising light heavyweight contender. Mm-hmm. A lot of money that could have been made on this fight. Mm. Now everybody just lost out on it. That fucking. Wow. Wow. That's so fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> now i don't know if you consider that like a vegas thing again but like that no, seems kind of um, fucking stupid a fucking idiot that's what it that's, is the, the fucking idiot it is. that's what it sounds like yeah. <laughs> jesus christ oh man well other than that fucking fight i'm so glad i missed that bullshit <laughs> but the co-main and the main were so fucking interesting and i will recap real quick as we talked about last week the co-main and the main of this pay-per-view are on a 10-day turnaround for a change that happened because two of those uh, had fighters who dropped out. So Paulo Costa and Charles Oliveira both had to drop out. They were replaced by um, Kamaru Usman and Alexander Volkanovsky. So we were very hyped that these were upgrades, essentially, in a certain way. Oliveira I still love, but these two fights made it way more interesting. But the turnaround time was so fucking fast that I was concerned about the results. Now, we did have a bet going where this man did choose Kamaru Usman and Alexander Volkanovsky, and I went with their opponents, Islam Makachev and Kazmat uh, Chimaya. So, pretty interesting split that we had here. I'll go into the first one, which was Usman and Chimaya. Mm-hmm. This one was an interesting fight. Now, I know for Usman, he's not used to a three-round fight. He's usually been a champion. He's usually getting to the five-round scrappers and yeah. kind of pacing himself that way. Yep. This is a little different. He had a he had no camp for this. Even though he's a world pedigree athlete, this was going to be a challenge because Shemaev is no bitch. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. So round one, huh, that was all Shemaev. Like, no pun intended. Yeah. It was like Shemaev got on Usman's back, and I hate saying rode him like a bull, but pause. But he kind of <laughs> rode him like a bull. Just he, the, the immaculate takedowns. Like He was just, he took him down. Um, Didn't do a lot of damage. No. Um, but he did hit. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, he just controlled them. Control. That's the big word. He really yeah. just inflicted his will on him. He kind of showed him like, hey, my takedown, my ground game is is stellar on top. So, again, Usman did a really good job just hanging in there. This fight was at 185. Usman fights at 170. There you go. That's so. a really big difference if you really think about that. So, 
just all that being said, like, yeah, you're not feeling sorry for Usman at that point. Yeah. But saying that he hung in there is uncharacteristic. Normally, Usman is an aggressor. Normally, he's got yeah. some good pressure. So yeah. this one, all Chimaev in that first round. Second round, less action, a little more tit-for-tat punching, kind of testing each other's chin a little bit. Nothing too crazy, but, no, you know. I now, saw something different. Oh, uh, what'd you say? Kamaru Usman dominated the second round. Oh, you think he, so? He dominated the stand-up. He was popping Chimaev with the jab. I th- I thought he won the second round by a huge margin, like easily a 10 Wow. Um, wow. He defended the takedowns. He exposed Chimaev's gas tank. And he exposed Chimaev's stand-up. Because mm. outside of power, uh, Chimaev isn't a great defensive fighter. Uh, Gilbert Burns exposed that first. Um, Usman That's a good point. did it on a more technical standpoint. Usman just couldn't knock him out. But Usman was popping him with the jab, popping him with the... He was slipping his defending the takedowns, like I said. I think he dominated, and a lot of people hmm. saw it that way. Okay. I thought it was a little more even, but I get what you're saying. I mean, I like that you use the word technical. This is definitely more technical of a round than I'm, I guess that I'm used to seeing from Usman. I'm just seeing Usman fuck somebody up. So, and again, I kind of yeah. give him not and that's, a lot of leeway, I get to say, but like, I get it. If that was the basic game plan going in, then he, he absolutely executed. But I thought it was a little more even. Just, I thought it was a little more because Chamaya was still kind of throwing what he was getting to. But, I think you're right. Usman did pop him a little bit more in that second round. I don't know about dominate, but I, I see where you're coming from. From what I've seen with my eyes. What you see with your eyes. <laughs> now, round three is kind of more yeah. what I was expecting. Like, this was guns blazing. Like, Usman, I think he knew, like, mm-hmm. you got to finish this guy off. Like, you couldn't let Shemayev get another takedown and just get those little ticky-tack points and stuff. This one, I saw Usman coming at him a lot heavier pause again <laughs> a lot more bombs than each other however chabayev did end up getting another takedown it was a little it was better defended this time like yep. i don't think it was as clean as it usually is for him mm-hmm. but i still think they gave it to him and that was enough for chabayev to actually get no, the yeah, win he got it he, he got, got it. it yeah it just when he got because you can see uzman get his arms like really high on him and kind of slowly lower down to a takedown so like that's why I was like, oh, they're going to count that. It was more of like a lay into it, but a takedown is a takedown. Like, yeah. it is what it is. So he was off his feet. That was enough for Chimaya to, to get the win. And again, I don't think it was a dominant win by any means, but it was just like a, it's kind of what I expected. It's, I think Uzman with a much longer fight camp and more prep time for this, this is a completely different fight. And I don't know if the result's different, but I think this would be a lot more evened out and you see the best of Uzman. This is, Usman on vacation, which is still pretty fucking deadly. He'll still catch you. And honestly, if that second round had gone a little bit longer, Usman might have caught him because he was getting some good ones in there. But no, I believe you know, if the fight was five rounds, Usman. There you go. See, it's that one. I'd be very interested to see a five was, round fight. In my opinion, Tamayev obviously dominated round one. He probably yeah. 10 8 Usman. I think he did. And then I think Usman went 10 9 in the second, like I mentioned. And then in mm-hmm. the third, Chimaev only won because of that takedown. Exactly. That's and I that, think that's it. And I I fucking hate that. Because, <laughs> not because I bet not because I bet money on Usman, not because I was ruined, but because no. the, the concept of it is so dumb. Imagine a guy <laughs> whooping your ass, just popping you with the one two, one, two, one, two, slip hook, slip hook, one, two, mm. slip. And then you get this guy on the ground, hump him for a little bit, and then you win the round. <laughs> hump him. <laughs> Like that's how I think of it. That, that's how I think. Maybe it's just because I'm a striker by by nature. I think it um, is, but I, you're not wrong though. It's just it's just I don't understand the concept of it. But right. But 
I don't understand. No, no. I understand it. I don't agree with it. There you go. Yeah. I get that. So, so I get it, it. it's frustrating where you're like, yeah. like that's like, bro, all it took. Really do anything. <laughs> if you look at his face and look at my face. Right. Because I'll be in the gym like, fuck. <laughs> you look at his face and my face like, I fucked him up. But just because he humped me for three seconds at the end of the round, they gave him the round. <laughs> they gave him the round. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I, I totally agree. I got to stop personalizing. No, but that's a good. <laughs> That's a. I'm glad you bring it up because that's a really good way of like thinking about it. Is like, yes, it's a fight, but because it's like points based, yeah, it's it makes you think about the way you win it differently, which I don't always agree with. Which is why I hate when it goes to judges. And a because yeah. they're they're I think they're corrupt. I think they're paid off. I think a lot of them are just fucking blind because some of those result cards are so like. It's <laughs> you, yeah. you can't measure it because it's, one guy's eyes can see something completely different from another guy's eyes. Look at us. Like yeah, just on a 50-50 basis, you know. So yeah. we're seeing the same fight. We're seeing a round, which is just one round, you know, one and three we saw kind of the same way, but round two we see a little bit differently. And it's like yeah. that's enough to completely give someone a win or not, is yeah. the, the difference between our opinion. And, so and somebody did give Usman the win. They, yeah, see? So, so that's where I absolutely agree. It's like that point system, the way, because I think I think Chimaev knew, like, all oh, he needs one more takedown is a wrap. Like, yeah, he knew because he, he knew, knew. <laughs> he knew that 10-8 Usman in the first round. Right. Like, that's so that's und- undisputable. Like, it's right. So that's all he knew he had to get accomplished, which makes his job a lot simpler. Now, I'm not saying that's anybody's fault. That's just the fight game for what it is today. It sucks. But it's also like, yeah, you didn't really try to beat him, though. You just tried to win on points. You weren't trying to finish yeah. him. I yeah. want to see somebody get finished. So, and yeah, you know, I'll say this because I don't want to sound like I'm a Chimaev hater because I think he's actually <laughs> very like he's a very good fighter, fantastic fighter. Um, he did say he broke his right hand. Yeah, I saw that. Like, so Jesus, maybe that's why that's why the gas tank slowed down too. Um, Noticeably in the third, him. yes. Uh, I'll give that to him, but yeah, in my opinion, the fight should not have been that close. No, I think Chimaev should have dominated him. Like you said, Uzma didn't have a camp. Yeah. Uzman's coming up in weight. Chimaev is, he was not fighting that welterweight. He was missing weight every fucking time, not giving a damn. Y'all yeah, you really didn't care. I remember that shit. <laughs> he had to give a shit. Because he, he couldn't make weight. Right. So he fought Kevin Holland instead. So It's all that goat milk, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> so when someone is coming up to your weight class and you won off of like a majority that's not even a unanimous, like, right. you, eh, you get some. You get some Come side on. eye action from me. Yeah. Like one of those. Like, um, now it's like he doesn't deserve that title shot. That was my next question. Whoa, what a transition. Oh. What is next for Chimaev? Do you think this was enough for a title shot? And obviously, I'm thinking you say no. Yeah, I, I do not because mm-hmm. he didn't win significant on the scorecards. Right. Or through the viewer's eye. So I actually agree that with that. Being you. said, if you can't even beat a welterweight, like uh, convincingly, then what makes. Dana White built that Dana White should give you a title shot outside of the fact that you're well-known. That's really... Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I feel that I agree with you. Like, I don't think he gets the title shot off of this. However, I think he's going to get a title shot because of his name. Yes, and I think also, we mentioned before, with Sean Strickland, like, I don't think Dana's even happy with him being a champion right now. I think whatever gets the belt off of him, (laughs) <laughs> is that that's what he's gonna like he knows Jemaya's a fucking killer. No, so yeah, like he, he his um <laughs> his, his only role, goal is to get that belt off of Strickland. Like his Vince role McMahon. That he had in mind for Strickland to play. 
Yep. Strickland completely superseded that yep. without his blessing. <laughs> That's not hundred percent accurate. Fuck. Now he's like, fuck, I, I created a fucking monster. Exactly. So that's where I'm like, he's looking at Shemayev like, please go take this belt off of him because he can't market Strickland for shit. So this one, Strickland went against the plan <laughs> and now he's got to fucking get him. So <laughs> I see. I think Shemayev gets the title shot and definitely fucking takes it from Strickland. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I think. I think he fights Paulo Costa. I think they get that rebook. Woo! That'd be interesting. And I'm wondering about these rebookings now that both, you know, Oliveira and Costa had to re- had to withdraw. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you go right back to these fights or do you, what the other options are? Um, I'll, get, I'll bring this up again in just a second. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the main event of Islam Makachev defending that lightweight championship against Alexander Volkanovsky in a big rematch from what we talked about months ago before the summer and where Volk dominated, but still did not win that match, which we were both on the same page of like, how, how do you not give him that fucking fight? Because that's the worst I've seen Islam beat up in his entire right. fucking career. And at the it, end of the fight, um, Volk had control. And guess what he was doing? Inflicting damage while he controlled. Absolutely. So, we both thought, hey, Volk won. Right. I thought it was a done deal. So, yeah. you know, and you can say what you want about Makachev being a golden child, too, in the same vein, like a McGregor, you know, even like a Khabib was. But, like, you know, it is what it is. So, we get the rematch, and again, on a 10-day turnaround, we're good God. But we did have higher hopes for Volk on this one because Volk is just a machine. That dude stays ready. The guy is just a, a muscle hamster, whatever you want to call him. Short and stocky. He'll fuck you up. Big hopes for this fucking fight. So, there wasn't much to analyze here. This was a different fight. Huh. One one round is all it took. And, I mean, what can you even say? Like, Makachev just stayed patient. There's a lot of fighting on the sides of the cage. And Volk was staying in there. He was staying in his face, putting a lot of pressure on him. But the striking of Islam Makachev, he got a couple lucky shots. I'm going to call him lucky. They were very well placed. A little bit. And it's only because... So Makachev got a first round knockout for Volkanovsky with a with a leg with a head kick right over Volk's defense. So Volk had a really good high defense protecting his temples, but if you look at the replay, like Makachev just got right over it, caught him on the side. Which if, again we talked about, if you get hit in the temple, good luck. Your equilibrium yeah. is all fucked, and yeah. he got him pinpoint on that one, busted Volk open, and the fight was over before he even fucking knew it. So, yes, I'm going to call it lucky. I would say half luck, half precision, just because I thought Volk's defense was really good for his striking. But this was a wrap in round one, and Makachev is out there shushing the crowd, just shushing everybody, saying he told you he's going to do it. This is another one where I go, I don't want to make the excuse for Volk, so we know he had, a, he had no fight camp, super mm-hmm. quick turnaround. He stays ready, though. I don't know if I make the excuse for the loss, though. It's... He got beat in the first round. Like, it just happens yeah. in fight games sometimes, man. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I want to give Islam some love because yeah. I don't think I've shown him enough in the past. <laughs> I get it. He He's shown to be a complete fighter. 100%. The way he set up the head kick is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, he was he hit Volk right away with a low kick. Yep. He, was, he spammed Big a time. couple low kicks right away. So he showed the low kick, and then he went to the T kick up the gut. Yep. So he showed Volk low, and he showed him mid. And then before he threw the high kick, he fainted the low kick. Mm. He fainted the low kick. He took a couple steps forward, 
placed it. Pinpoint yep. accuracy. He's got he him. placed it exactly where he needed to place it. He used his length very well. Utilized the landed a really nice shot. I must mm-hmm. say, um, that's great. He's known for a grap. He's known for his grappling, his wrestling, submission. Yep. But hey, I think he showed us he's pretty damn well rounded. Probably mm. he. I'll, I'll say this. This is a hot take. <laughs> oh, a, here we go. As a fighter. He's a fighter. Yes. <laughs> as a fighter. I think he's better than Habib. Honestly, I'm on that same train. I'm seeing a lot better skill. And Khabib is amazing, too. I think his career is too short. I think in the long run, the strike is not as good as Islam's. It's not. Islam is crisp as fuck. Yeah. And maybe Islam's grappling isn't as good as Habib's. Maybe it's not. Maybe. But then it's pretty damn close. It's closer. His grappling is closer to Habib's grappling than Habib's striking it. So. No, I absolutely agree with that. And I think, like, again, we're talking longevity here. I think at the end of the day, you're going to see Islam have a longer career than Khabib did. I think that's pretty easy to do. Of course. Because Khabib got in and got out. Like, he dominated the division and said, peace out. Went back to his goat farm and he's cool. With Islam, you could tell he's about this fucking life. So, I can see Islam having a longer career in which, yeah, I think he surpasses Khabib even in the weakness spots. Like, even the grappling. He's only getting better. This fight, if anything, even with all the bullshit surrounding it, it showed you Islam's not taking a fucking break. Nope. He's still improving every fucking fight. And that's yeah. a scary, scary proposition. Fucking crazy. Yeah. So, again, I don't take anything away from Volk in this fight. I don't. Like, Volk is still the fucking man. Yeah. He's still great. This was, again, another instance where I go, give him a full fight camp. Let's get the real shit going. And let's really put it to bed then. Now, again, Volk will never take an asterisk. He won't make excuses. It is what it is. But... When you get fights on this kind of quick turnaround, it's kind of go- it's hard to judge it and go like, oh well, this guy's on the up, this guy's on the down. Like, nah, I don't think anybody makes a move. I think we just kind of move on and hopefully we get rematches down the line. But I'm gonna bring the question up again: yeah. Who is next for Islam? Do you think we stick with Oliveira or do we go Justin Gaethje? So I think it's down question. to those two. I think it's just those two guys. Yeah. No, at the moment it is. That's a good question because um the only reason why Oliveira pulled out for injury. Yep. So I would say Oliveira mm. if he's healthy. If he's healthy. if not, I think you got to move on and you got to give it. Mm. But I, I would agree. Oliveira should have first priority. I sure. think he should too. Like because I was all ready for Oliveira to get this shit. Like me too. I was. That's, I was that's hoping the fight. Oliveira upset. <laughs> that's the fucking fight I want to see. As much as we give Gaethje a ton of credit on this show too, he is the current. BMF champion, whatever, whatever the, the fuck, fuck that's that whatever that's supposed <laughs> to be. But that just goes to show you like Gaethje's a bad motherfucker. Like yeah. he just is. So I still think it's Oliveira next and Gaethje gets the winner. But if they swerve you, if or if Oliveira's not ready and they go with Gaethje, ooh, I don't know who wins that fight. Gaethje has he has a puncher's chance. I think if it gets close, wrestling, anything. I think but- you're right. <laughs> but, but if that's Gaethje so catches him, oh. if Gaethje catches him with that right hand, it's over. It's lights out. Like yeah. that's such an even fucking fight. Yeah. It's so even. So uh, oh, it's like, oh it's like if Islam has to though. Islam has to rustle it. Absolutely. Islam can't stand what he's risking. <laughs> I want to see it either way. Honestly, Oliver or Gaethje, this is like the three at the top of this division that are just they're all immaculate fucking fighters. So bring that shit on because that is must-see when that shit happens. And I hope it's sooner rather than later. Oliveira, get well soon, sir. 
we gotta see in the fucking octagon, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is two losses for your boy. But before we get into that, let's pivot to the NBA so we can talk about the other two bets that we had, and you can start taking some shots. And I also want to know again: Will you be taking a black card today? Mm, no. I will not be. <laughs> I don't you blame don't... you one bit. But no, right. I will not be. Let me tell you why. <laughs> For one reason and one reason only. Here we go. And it's because my boy Volk got knocked up. Oh, and that mm. shit made me so sad. I'm not going to I'm sad too about it. That, it just Again, like we said, it was just a really good shot. I, Sometimes I you just I, get caught. I thought I'd never see the day. Right. Like, he's been so good. Yeah, not to get finished. Like, lose? Sure. Cool. Yeah, fine. But get submitted? Cool. Uh, we see him almost get submitted by Ortega. Whatever. Yeah. But knocked out. Woo! Pour one out. Pour one for your boy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this first one's gonna be no chaser because that's how sad I am about. Oh, I feel you. I, we love Volk, man. We do. If Volk we ever do. hears this shit, man, nothing but blessings and respect because you're our boy. That is a amazing all heart fighter. The fact so, that he even took the fight. Balls. Dog. Balls for days. Giant fucking hairy balls, man. I couldn't do that shit. Fuck that. Giant hairy Australian balls. Australian <laughs> balls. That's right. <laughs> and dude's like 5'7", so you know that's like 50% of his body weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, man, here's you... my first one. So I'm going to take this, Enjoy. and then I'm going to get some juice. <laughs> you and do I'll be that. right back. <laughs> okay. Cheers, sir. Cheers, man. Salute. So while he's getting some juice in a sippy cup to help with his bitch-ass shot, I'm going to do a PSA. (laughs) Uh, This is real quick. If you are an advertiser or a solicitor or you're just trying to get a bill collected from me or something, if you are calling and interrupting my music or my video, please understand I am never buying your product on principle alone. Don't interrupt my shit. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're selling. But the point is, do not interrupt my music. I fucking hate that shit. It's always in the middle of a jam. I'm fucking bopping all the way to fucking work and back home. And you ring my fucking phone. I'm going to take it personally. So, again, I don't care who you are. Advertiser, solicitor, friend, family, foe. Do not call me in the middle of my song. And when it's the middle of my song, you'll never know. It's luck of the draw. You can say that shit again. (laughs) That's the PSA. For the day. <laughs> Bar. Bar. Yeah, I like that, right? <laughs> now, you have been clamoring about the NBA returning to your televisions and our hearts. <gasps> and as we as we said, it is finally back. The season has started. We started with a big doubleheader with the Nuggets and the Lakers and the Suns and the Warriors. And I'm going to let this man talk about both and the bets we had on them because I know he's dying to analyze these. Man. So... Coming into this Laker, my partner and I both chose the Lakers to win. Because Can't of, believe it. I mean, logical reasons. Right? <clears throat> Absolutely logical reasons. Logical reasoning. Um, We didn't discredit the Nuggets at all. Outside of the fact that I said they lost a little bit of depth, depth which is true because they did look like they moved Brown last night. Now get into the game. Uh, yeah. So the Nuggets, for some reason, came out sparking that thing. <laughs> like... They couldn't miss. Maybe it's the energy from the ring ceremony. Maybe the crowd was giving them that spirit bomb energy that the people would give Goku and Goku would be like, yeah. I love that shit. Before he shot that shit at Frieza and killed that man. <laughs> That's what happened with the Denver Nuggets last night. So 
First quarter, they come out sparking that thing. Second quarter, Anthony Davis is a man amongst boys. This is the Anthony Davis everybody Laker Nation expected to be. Mm. They erase like a almost 20-point deficit. They go in and have down single digits. I think they were down like eight or something like that. Eight, six. Mm. It was close. Third quarter comes out. Anthony Davis did one of them David Blaine's. He disappeared. He disappeared. Goodbye. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Man, LeBron LeBron said, every time I'm in this game, because my coach wants to put a condom on top of my minutes and limit me to how much I can play, I'm going to take this ball all the way to the rack and lay it up. He played like 29 minutes and had like 28 points or something like that. Anthony Davis concerns me because he's not being aggressive. It's Mm -mm. not that he didn't try. When he tried, he was effective. And that's the Anthony Davis everybody expects to see. Of course. But the second half came and he wasn't even aggressive. He wasn't even looking to shoot. Nope. He had one rebound at the half. I don't know what he ended up with, but he had one rebound at halftime. (laughs) Oh, man. Anthony Davis, 6'11", power forward center, starting Plays all-star level minutes. Yep. One rebound at halftime. <laughs> but I'm not surprised that you would be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what the hell? Anthony Davis ended up with eight rebounds. <laughs> but again, all second half. Seven in the second half. Seven in the second half. Okay. I appreciate that effort. <laughs> but you didn't score a single point because LeBron mm. said you the franchise player. LeBron said you the go-to guy. How come you're not as aggressive as LeBron? <laughs> like, that's what I'm not understanding. LeBron is not In the first game of the season. Like, first game of the what are you, season. What are you, you saving it for? You already? <laughs> like, bro, this like, season just started, AD. What? This is your job. Your job is to get the king all the way to the playoffs so the king could then carry you during that time. That's how it works. Everybody knows that. But anyway, the king of the NBA right now is Nikola Jokic. Woo! And as I get as I get more and more drunk, <laughs> I just want to say that the Denver Nuggets starting five is still the best starting five in the entire NBA. God damn, KCP! Like they they have somebody at all times that can light it up, that can give you threes, energy, defense, rebound, whatever at any given time. Mm. And last night they threes they needed KC provided both of that for the highest twenty one mm-hmm. point, uh, timely steals, timely stops, and his energy on D what got the Nuggets. The Lakers would make their run. The Nuggets will get their stop, share the ball, run the offense with Nikola Jokic in the high post, or they will run Jamal Murray in a horns action. And that's mm. when your two wings are in the corner, spotted up, ready to shoot, and you have two high ball screens, the four-man and the five-man, and you get to pick which way you want, DHO, whatever you want to do. And Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic took advantage of entire Lakers. The Lakers' defense just looked overmatched with Nikola Jokic again. They had some moments of success, but it was really Nikola Jokic just missing. He was mm. missing shots at the rim with the hook shot. He was layups that he normally makes. So he was definitely some meat on that bone. <laughs> it's another so, dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pour up another shot for that one. Uh, I just yes. want to say the Nuggets, hey, they look like they didn't miss it. I'll say we talked about championship hangover. This was mm-hmm. not that. This wasn't no. there. No, not even a. Not even so. There was a moment in the game when the Lakers actually had the momentum, right? And even then, the Nuggets didn't look like the moment was too big for them. Nope. They stayed composed and they got themselves back in the game and they won. Simple as that. Champions champ. win when champions need to yep. win. Exactly. 
And I was just yep. going to say with the Lakers, very concerning because Anthony Davis already looking like mid-season or post-season Anthony Davis in the first game with is not a good look. No. <laughs> uh, I know I said I had high hopes for him, but if we keep getting this Anthony Davis, if LeBron's not playing 48 minutes a game, these Lakers are going to pick in the lottery. I think so. And because... that's the problem we always have with this LeBron Lakers is he still has to shoulder Pretty much all the load himself, which is just like because we're still waiting for Anthony Davis to become somebody right. that he's not exactly. So it's like you saw what the Suns did. We'll get to the Suns in a second with with DeAndre Aiden, where we said he's just not the guy. If you yep. want Aiden to be the guy in the paint, the guy getting all the boards, the guy clogging up defense, like he wasn't that guy. You kept trying to make him that, yep. and he the, the heart wasn't there with Davis. I always had the benefit of the doubt, but you're starting to see the other side and kind of going. It might be time for you to reconsider if he's really the guy that you want there. Like, it's just how it is, man. Yeah. Which is crazy, but. It is crazy. And I know they're not going to trade him because that's LeBron's guy. No, no, not so at all. But he, he they're going to, they're stuck with him because LeBron wants him. That's right. Until so, he does it. Man. Just saying. I'm saying another wasted season for LeBron, who, as much as you love LeBron, as much as the world loves LeBron, time is ticking. No, yeah, he and he's not going to he win can't... with AD playing like this. Exactly. He <laughs> this can't kid, just yeah. keep waiting and waiting for the rest of his team to click and for AD to be the guy. Like, he's on the clock, and yep. he's admitted it himself. Every summer now, we got to go, is this the one? Is this the season where he's done? Like, yep. we know what's going on with Bronny. We know that he's trying to hold out. And Man, Father Time is always undefeated. So, yep, we'll see. Absolutely. But I agree. Concerning. It's only one game in the season, but with basketball, it's not like football. With basketball, you see trends very early that turn into big problems. I know it happens in football, too, but, like, with basketball having so many games in the season, like, yeah, you can pretty much surmise how things are going to go down by these early games and the way they play out. So I agree with Davis. Is That's concerning. Very <laughs> Yikes. But you enjoy your shot, sir. I will take one with you because, for once, I picked the Lakers, and they – bit me in the butt so that won't happen again i guarantee hey, but it. you picked the suns so i did pick the suns and we'll get into the suns right after this shot and me john in my liver hooray yay i'm drunk so <laughs> that went right to my sinuses see i can breathe <laughs> uh so if you're watching this clip i'm getting my asian glow right now so yeah you got like a i'm already doing a little the moist on the on the forehead so i take my glasses off because they fog up mm. like a bitch but yeah, you already got that so, vein in your forehead like mm-hmm. popping out. So, uh, <laughs> Watch those wrinkles, bro. Me and my partner <laughs> feeling good right now. Mm-hmm. So with this next game, it was everything I expected. It. Yes, sir. I know Bradley Beal was hurt, but we still got offense high vibration. Yeah, it was beautiful to watch. I know Clay didn't shoot. No, KD didn't. Shoot. Nope. But the artistry was there. Steph was making. Devin Booker was. I don't know. Everyone else was. I know that. <laughs> you know it's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. But like I said, the artistry was there. It was very beautiful to watch. Um, no, pause when I say this. All right, guys. <laughs> oh God. But just being able to watch Clay roll off a screen, catching and shooting, just seeing his release, like he has one of the most prettiest strokes. Pause. <laughs> that's the worst one yet. <laughs> but, but oh my God! But that's what it's. That's what it is, though. You know what I'm saying? He has one of the prettiest strokes that I've ever down. seen in my life. It, he catches it right in the pocket. Pause. Oh, man. Catches it right in the pocket. Bam. It's like all in one motion. Feet are always squared. 
Man, Clay has one of the prettiest jumps seen in my life. I know he oh. didn't shoot well. Don't get on me now. I know. And same with KD. I won't say I love seeing KD <laughs> get into his spots. KD was getting to his spots. Shots just weren't falling. But I want to talk about Devin Booker. And mm, this is coming. <laughs> because Devin Booker, got he got it going early, and it never stopped. Nope. It never stopped one time. Every time he was in the game, he affected it with putting the ball right inside of that hole. Pause. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're on fire, dude. Oh, I'm wow. on fire, just like Devin Booker was. <laughs> Boom, he couldn't okay. miss. He couldn't miss. Step back three. Good. Ugh. Mid-range pull-up. Good. Bam. Fade away. Curry and one. Good. What? Devin Booker is the story of this game. Not only, CJ, did he dominate with his scoring. Mm. But at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, he dominated the game with his playmaking. Mm. Now, I may be wrong, but just off of my eyes and my memory, the last four field goals for Phoenix were assisted by Devin. I believe you're right. I remember him drawing defenders and kicking it to Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. playing the exact role the Phoenix Suns needed DeAndre Ayton to play. That's what I've been waiting for. He's at the rim. He's finishing. He's getting blocks. He's getting re- And you know what else? You throw it to him in the high post, and guess what he does? He can pass the ball to a cutter. What? Wow. What? <laughs> He's like I said, losing Aiden was addition by subtraction. Yes. Just say that out there. say that. You did say that. And you couldn't be any further from the truth. I mean, that's the opposite. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. You couldn't be any closer <laughs> to the truth. You couldn't be any there closer to the truth. There you go. My brother. My brother. <laughs> oh, Yes. Absolutely. Um, Nurkic's impact was felt from the get-go, and it exposed a big problem that the Warriors have, and that's their size. That's going to cause them a lot of problems going forward. <clears throat> They're already at a disadvantage against the Suns, as we've seen, without Bradley Beal. Just imagine with Bradley Beal, you got the Woo! Lakers still in the West. They got size. Denver, they got size. Absolutely. Um, The only team that you Sacramento, even they got size. But yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> even then, that's even a tough fight. Damn. So... The Warriors have to do something with the roster to try to figure out how to get a center. Maybe sign Dwight Howard. That wouldn't be a bad look. Maybe He's begging. Cousins. That's not a bad look. <laughs> Dwight Howard's out there like panhandling for a job. He wants back in so bad. I mean, <laughs> he wants the, they need the Olympic is, team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all they need is someone to grab rebounds and block shots for 20 minutes a game. That, they right. could do that. Dwight Howard's still in good shape. Like, yeah. fuck it. Um, fuck it. But, man, back to this feast. I think this is the game. Mm-hmm. Um. I think me and you spoke about it. They got depth now. Yes. They got a big, big man that is going to play that role that they need to play. Set screens, get rebounds, make plays out of the high post. Um, This team is to be reckoned with. This team is going to make noises. And we're I not sure going to talk so. about it yet into our predictions, but I think you and I both have high hopes. For- Absolutely. A hundred percent high hopes. I, If Phoenix is not there at the end of the road, I something's gone wrong. Like another one where I say on paper, this team should be competing with the absolute best. Plain and simple. Absolutely. And that first game, I think, gave you a glimpse. Like you said, there was no Bradley Beal, but I think you got a glimpse yes. of how they can be resilient even without all their star players. Yes. So, like, and right away with, you're seeing it. Even with Kevin Durant struggling. Yeah. Uh, like, he was, like, 7 for 20-something. 7 for 22. So, But he had, like, 10 rebounds. Yep. Uh, He had a decent amount of assists. He still made his impact felt on the that's true. And I know he was broke in the first half. He came out in the second <laughs> half, was a little more aggressive. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Kevin Durant stayed aggressive. He kept shooting. He kept shooting. Shoot even though shoot. he was off. That's right. Anthony Davis, he just disappeared. 
That's big difference between the two. So you got it. That's all here. You can't teach that. You can't coach you that. Can't. You can't. You either have that or you don't. That Absolutely. dog mentality. So mm-hmm. they've been telling us Davis is a dog this whole time, and I'm still just having – I haven't seen it yet. So I'm waiting for that Anthony Davis to come out, and if he doesn't, it's always going to be a big what if here. I know he's got a ring and all that shit, but, like, dude, I don't know. I don't know what's up. Something's, something's not working just yet. Again, it's hard to get ahead of ourselves here because it's only one game, but this was eye-opening, to say at least in the Lakers game, and eye-opening in the Phoenix game. I mean – Warriors it is what it is. Like we said, that's still a top tier team. Whatever happens doesn't matter. But like, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, I'm expecting big things this season. Speaking of, did you see Denver's fucking championship ring? Yeah. God damn, those no. rings, those rings are getting fucking crazy. Like the Bucks ring was awesome. I saw that shit yeah. a couple years ago. I was like, holy shit, yeah. this ring. I'm like, god damn. Like I, I said, give the best me looking one of all time. Honestly, I think it might be like. That's pretty fucking sick. I said, give me like another 10 years and those rings are going to be like Decepticons. <laughs> it's going to transform into a fucking jet and fly your ass to the game and shit. That's how many fucking things they put into these rings. And if you haven't seen yeah. it, Google it. We'll post it up on the website and everything. But like, there's so many different little hidden compartments and contraptions and mechanics yeah. of these rings. That's just like, damn. And like the the meaning behind, even like the amount of gems and like stones they have on it, is all like Denver history. So yep. it's just meticulous fucking work. The thing is color changing. Like, what the it's, fuck? So it's the the craziest ring I've seen yet no, in the NBA. The, it's definitely the best one of time. Wow. I saw it today and I was like, what the fuck? Is it gonna fight crime for you next? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yes, the Suns did win. Thank God. That's the only shot I do was for the Lakers. I think you did all three of your shots now, right, sir? That's why you're yeah, all flush. I am. <laughs> Perfect, because now we can finish up the night with the topic I really wanted to get into, which has nothing to do with sports. Nothing at all, and I've been looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this. Absolutely. So, like, Ryan and I, again, we, we've talked a lot about our past and just shit that we're into, and what we wanted this podcast to be was, you know, sports, culture, life, love, and music. And we haven't really had a chance to talk about music that much, other than the occasional rant I go on. And we know before you get ahead of yourself, this is not a Taylor Swift show. We're not talking about that kind of shit. As much as she wants to intrude on our sports, we're keeping Taylor Swift in the pocket over there. Way mm. over there. But I've been getting older, as we have gracefully put on this show for the last few weeks now. <laughs> and I I have long been told that my musical interests are I like to say eclectic. Some would say misguided. Some would say I'm kind of a boomer when it comes to music. Say and I accept all. Boomer. No, no. Boomer. Ec- 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 eclectic. Ooh, eclectic. You ever heard that? Never heard that one before. What does it mean? E- eclectic means I like a ton of different types of music. So mm. I, a lot of people are eclectic. But I think when you talk about the word eclectic, mm. I think you really talk about how deep my catalog goes when it comes to my music. Not knowledge necessarily, but my interest in music. You know, mm, I played I played okay. instruments for most of my childhood um, mm. up until about high school, or a little bit actually into high school as well. Which so ones? like, oh God, you're going to make me talk about this shit and I don't tell a lot of people this shit. Okay, fine. Let us know. Fine. It's our, it's our show. I'm going to finally say it publicly. Ever since I was like six, seven years old, you know, we they had like little 
instruments and band practice, which wasn't really a band, but it was like a little program you can go to before school started. So my mom, because I said she had, you know, three jobs, I pretty much had to go to a before school program, then go to school, then come home or go to a nanny before I came home later tonight. So at six, seven years old, I was part of this musical program before school, and they let you pick from a few instruments. And without any context, my ass picked the flute. Now, that being said, I am probably the best flute player you've ever heard. Ever. And that comes with its own, you know, connotations. Growing up, you know, we weren't as woke and spiritual and open-minded as we were, as we are today. So I got a lot of skin flute jokes growing up. Oh, you play the flute. All right, I'm wondering what else you play like a dick. You know, whatever. So that being said, I was still... First chair, best flute player of all time. So it is what it is. I was really good at the flute. I also played some drums. I played some saxophone. I played a little guitar, but it always came back to the flute. Mm. I fucking crushed the flute. So because of that, I actually attribute my flute playing and just learning about music early on to me trying to discover everything about music. So jazz, hip hop, rock and roll, like all of it. Now, I bring this up because we talk about our past a lot on this show, and I have never really been able to express how different my musical tastes are as a black man. And I know you could probably, you know, agree with some things like that too. But like for me, growing up, I listened to as much hip hop and rap as I did rock and roll and classical music, jazz music, all of the shits. It was equal for me. So we talked last week, I think, about roasting people back when you're, you know, growing up <laughs> with your friends and stuff. A big reason I couldn't say much is because I was just so fucking different from everyone else. Mm. Every time they brought in new CDs, every time they brought in new, you know, mixtapes, whatever, most of the shit was popular music. And it was shit that I just wouldn't vibe with. Like, it just, I didn't really give a shit. It was always, you know, gangster rap and all that shit. It is what it is. I would say I am someone who listens to Led Zeppelin as much as I listen to Nas. Like, mm. I am very much a, a mind of many styles when it comes to music. I wanted to bring it up today because, A, the fact that I'm getting older makes me really think about today's music. And we, you and I have made jokes about it in the past about, like, how rap is just, oh, pretty much shit these days. <laughs> it's just like... Hello, Stove. Look at my watch. Hello, Ritz. Like, whatever the <laughs> fuck this shit is. Just garbage shit. But my boomer tendencies are starting to really creep up, and I wanted to get your opinions on today's music mm. and what you listen to. And the reason I wanted to really get into it is because I feel we're on a trend, and this isn't a really a trend. Don't get me wrong. Because sampling and covers and, you know, all that shit. That's been going on since the beginning of, of music. Remakes Absolutely. of old songs, whatever. It's a part of music as much as anything else. But lately, I felt like anytime I hear the radio, which isn't often, but whenever my kids listen to the radio, mm -hmm. nine out of the ten songs are either direct remakes or like complete covers of songs, or they take a sample of an old song, and all of it is just making it worse, in my opinion. I just, <laughs> I can't with it. So I'm bringing up some examples. Oh my god. It's, not even <laughs> that. It's, it's, it's that, it's the fucking, like, David Guetta. I'm good, yeah, I'm feeling alright. Baby, I'ma have the best fucking night of my life. And wherever it takes me, I'm down for the ride. Baby, don't you know I'm good? Yeah, I'm feeling alright. Which was a song by Eiffel 65. I'm good, I've been beat, I've been 
that, that's the classic. A, See, that's, that's a the classic. classic. It's yeah. a classic. So then he takes this song and goes with, I think, BB Rexer or something, and they yeah. remake the song, and I instantly fucking hate it. And I don't know it's because, like, I'm just old, or if the song just isn't good. Like, no, that's it's... just, it's hard to understand it, and that's why I wanted to bring it up to you, because you're younger. So yeah. I need a perspective on, like, today's music and how I feel it's getting a little lazy. No, I agree with you. When it comes to what you hear on the radio, as far as what you hear on the radio, I completely, sure. it's all just samples of old classics that are real. Right. It's worse. I completely, but yeah, but it's not like today's music is just completely filled with bullshit. It's not. Hmm. The thing that sucks about today's music is you just have to kind of work for it. You have to go searching in order to find it. Yes. Everything that the system puts out today is killing fucking bitches, twerking. Oh. Just a bunch of bullshit, right? Bullshit. Tupac, Tupac warned us about this years ago. Oh, Tupac yeah. said Tupac said if the rap game is gonna be like the way it's going, they're just gonna be rapping about bullshit. But yep. if you got dudes with balls like me, then it's gonna stay true to his roots. That's right. And guess what happened? Everything mm. that he predicted. <laughs> just like that. It's just, just like, like that. that. And you're absolutely right. Like it's not all music. Don't get me twisted. I'm not yes. saying all music today sucks. There's there are still some really good songs out there today. There's some artists that are up and coming that I think are underrated or not getting enough recognition, whatever. But like, yes, I absolutely agree. Like we're on a downward trend where we're just either being super lazy or we're just directly ripping things off. Not, I shouldn't say ripping things off. Directly doing covers. Yeah. And it's just worse. I don't mind covers. I don't mind samples. I think you can do it in a mm -hmm. right way to make it actually an improvement. And I'll get into some examples in a second here, but like there's a such a thing as like just making the legacy worse by doing what you're doing. I'm looking for more originality. I always want yes. something original. And I know that's that only you gets like, you so far, but you know that that's you bring up a good point with originality, right? Yeah. Because I can tell you about the first time I heard Nas. Mm. I can tell you about the first time I heard a Kanye song. Exactly. You know, like, I could tell you about these moments because these artists made me feel a certain type of way that I've never felt before. Absolutely. You know what I mean? With Absolutely. the way that they express their artistic uh, creativity through their music. Mm. Mm. And that that does exist today, but not yes. as much as how it used. 100% agreed. Yes. Because, you know, like growing up, um, I know I was a I'm a little younger than you, but I had yeah. I had I had Nas, I had Jay Z, I had Eminem, Kanye, Fifty Cent. See, look at those. That's like the Mount Rushmore right there. You know almost I mean? you're missing a few names, but yeah, those but are I'm huge. Saying, like those were yeah. like the guys. That's like your guys, yeah. And then today, like you compare that to today, like don't get it twisted. Like I love Twenty One Savage. Sure. <laughs> I love Lil Uzi. Like sure. I love those guys, but they don't compare. No, it's not even close. It's not even close. And I'm not even saying that they have to. I'm not saying everyone's got to be Jay-Z and everyone's no. got to be nuts. No, but it's like it, at some point we're getting to an issue here where everyone just sounds the same. Everyone's rapping about the same shit. Everyone is singing about the same shit. There's a lot of singing and rap these days, too. And I'm not talking just about rap either, but like. Again, I'm, I'm attacking radio specifically here because if you have your own music, hey, that is what it is. If you like what you like, go ahead and listen to that shit all day long. I like some ridiculous shit. Yeah. But the shit that's considered popular music today, the shit that my kids listen to, I'm just like, I can't fuck with it. They put it on the radio. Dad, I want to hear this song. And I go, I literally have like a visceral reaction. I don't even mean to sometimes, but most of the time I hear it and I literally will just say, like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> here's an example. This song right now, I think it's like the number one song in the country. It's called Lil Boothang. 
by Paul Russell, who I don't even know the fuck that is. You my little boo thing, so I'll give a hook what you do say, girl, I know. You a little too tight, I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl, I know. What the fuck ever it is. But the point is, that's a sample of Best of My Love by The Emotions, which is a fantastic song. So I heard that, I was like, oh, we're playing some old shit. And then the, the lyrics they put over an amazing track like that, I'm just like, this is dumbing down America. That's all I can feel about it. Like, it just, I know I'm not the target audience, but it's like, it's music. I should be at least a part of the target audience. And I feel I'm getting to an age now, and I realized this earlier, I'm at the age now where I know the songs are sampling on these new albums they're putting out. So yep, I instantly hear the samples, and because it's not the same song, I feel negative about it. It makes me not, it makes me not want to fuck with it. Oh, it's like, why did you why did you have to touch that? Like you just and I'm the yeah. same way with movies, as you know, on TV shows, all that shit. When they start rebooting shit, there's a time where we were all complaining about the same thing. Why are we rebooting everything? Why are we rebooting every movie? Leave yeah. the classes alone. Yeah. I feel like we're in music land now with that shit. I'm just like. Leave the shit alone. You don't yeah. have to. There are artists who are just up with original shit who are making music every single day. And it's like, you don't, you can make samples, you can do covers, whatever, but like, don't drag the industry down with you just because you want to make a quick buck. Yeah, Where's the know, meaning behind it? Yeah, that that's it. You know, don't get it twisted. Like, there have been songs that have been samples of songs that have been great songs. You know why? Absolutely. Because they had meaning behind it, they made it their own. Yes. And guess what? They didn't miss. It was fucking great. Oh, here's an example of that. Uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And I will always love you. Oh my god. That's a now if you go back, and I don't know if you even know the answer to this. Did you know that's a remake? I did not that's know a, that. See? Do you know who sang the original I Will Always Love You? Who? Dolly Parton. Damn. Now, if you go ask Dolly Parton, she says the same thing every single time. That's Whitney's song. Whitney fucking killed that. It was yeah, a dram dramatic improvement over it. That's the shit I'm talking about. If you look at All on the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. All on the Watchtower kept a few While all the women came and went Amazing fucking song. That's a remake. That's a Bob Dylan song. All along the watchtower, princes kept the view. While all the women came and went, barefoot servants too. But again, no one talks about the Bob Dylan version. The Jimi no. Hendrix version is the king of that. So, like, yes. I am cool with that. And for one more example, just so I don't seem like I'm talking about just old music, there's a song today. That I have on repeat all the fucking time, and it samples a Dion Warwick song, who again 
Dionne Warwick is a legend, but like legend. if you're unless you're my age or you know music like this guy does, like you're not really thinking about Dionne Warwick. Unless you no, like the psychic, fr- right? Unless you like psychics, because she was a big psychic for a while. That's a whole thing <laughs> in the nineties. But she had a song called "Walk On By." Walk on. The person who sampled that shit is Doja Cat on Paint the Town Red. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care, I paint the town red. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care, I paint the town red. And I yeah. fucking love that song. So, like, it can be done the right way. But the other songs I hear where it's just lazy choice drives me up a fucking wall. And again, I know I sound like a boomer. I know I do. And I know I'm just at that age now where, because this is a cycle. Every generation had, like, my parents, you know, my mom probably hated the music I listened to. And her mom hated her music. And so on and so on for the end of time. I get that. But I'll say this. I'm pretty sure your mom probably likes... Or I wouldn't say probably like women and parents around your mom's age, mm-hmm. they probably like the music up on more than the my little brother's one during this era. Mm, you know that's I mean? a good point. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, because you know there were still parents out there that were fucking with Nas. You know, was... <laughs> not my mom. God, no, not, no, right, yeah, not. <laughs> but not you're right. Mom, but yeah, because they yes. were my uncles. You absolutely. know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh yeah. And that's where I learned my shit from, was my yeah. uncles and my older cousins. Like, yeah. I didn't just find Illmatic one day and put it on. Fuck no. no my uncle had not. me in his fucking Chrysler or something, and we sat in the fucking Southridge Mall parking lot, and yeah. he's like, hey, listen, listen to this shit. He puts on Illmatic, and he puts on fucking the Slim Shady LP, and we sat in that fucking car and rapped all the fucking album. Like, just, that was what <laughs> she did back then. And yeah. my mom, I mean, yeah, she had her own shit, too. She was more of a gospel person but she loved you know whitney houston she loved tony braxton aretha mm, tony fucking, braxton tony braxton shit. sade she loved mm. that shit luther like she loved the greats and that's what made me want to learn more about them too so i just think we're missing the history part of the music part Ooh, yes when it comes to today's music like that's what it yeah, is sample all you want do what you got to do but there's no soul there's no heart i need some more heart i shouldn't be hearing your song and just instantly cringing so i'm just like oh this is not this is not for me this is for the tiktok generation and i'm just like god damn you know but to put a fine point on it i want to know who you're listening to these days who you think is possibly underrated or needs more recognition or someone's never heard of that you might think is actually really great from this era so i took in consideration you me specifically all right all right um, so I'm not going to say J. Cole, because, you know, we both like <laughs> that's That's my guy. Yeah. J. Cole's my guy. I'm of not going to say Kendrick. I'm not going to say none of those guys. I feel you. But have you heard of Mozzie? No, I don't think I have. M-O-Z-Z-Y. M-O-Z-Z-Y. Okay. Yeah. Mozzie. That's someone to look to. He, um, I'm not going to tell you where he's from, because you could tell where he's from. from uh, so I'll let you. Okay. But <laughs> he has, he has a very old, I would mm. say he's, uh, he's very like nip. Oh, I like Nipsey. Yeah, he's very Nipsey Hustle. Rest um, in peace. He's like if if J Cole if J Cole was a gangbanger, he'd be oh yeah, <laughs> he'd be Mozzie. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's almost like an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that's the best description I can give you, actually. That's, that's the most crazy. accurate description I can give you. That's if crazy. J. Cole was a gangbang. If he grew up I'm interested. Like, in that life, I'd say him. Another guy okay. I would refer you to is Rod Wave. You have mentioned Rod Wave. Rod Wave, I, I know you'll like his soul because he has a lot of soul behind his. Mm. Um, He's one guy that doesn't. I like that. There's always depth feeling behind his. And I know mm. you'll agree. Okay. Um, he can rap. And- Got you. Uh, another guy. Um, have you heard of? I don't, he's pretty popular, but I I'm pretty sure you don't listen. Mm. And to keep it real with you, like the stuff he's been dropping lately has been. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, but his older hey. stuff is actually pretty good. Like that's okay. Um, but can't all be winners. I've heard Apology, but I've never listened to. Him. Never listened to. Him? No. Listen to like a uh, fuck. Yeah, I got I got some I got some songs, man. I got some songs. Okay. Want to play them, but um, uh, but there's one song like around this time, uh, Through the Storm. Yeah, it's called Through. the Mm. So that's like one of his earlier. All that stuff is newer. Stuff okay. Another. I had someone else in mind too. For you. <laughs> it doesn't have to all be rap either. Because remember, I yeah, like it yeah, all. Yeah. But except for country, I can't Tone, fucking stand country. Tone Stiff. That's his name. He's never R&B. heard of that. He's an R&B. R&B guy. Huh? Okay. Okay. He's not, oh, Noby. <laughs> his name is Noby. Noby. Noby the truth. These names. N O B Y. Noby. He's another arm. Okay. Those truly messing with around. They've written by Chris Brown. Mm. Justin okay. They do, their, they do their little stuff on it, but they they're nice. And that's I'm starting to notice that. Like you're starting to see a trend now of like these writers who wrote for other artists, big artists, are starting to come into their own now as artists. Mm. Which is like I think that's actually very fucking cool. Yeah, that the perfect segue. Right? Absolutely. Uh, like let's hear your shit. Life. You know, he started off as a producer. That's and right. He started rapping over his own beats. It was like, oh shit, you make the beats too. Oh that, my god. Right. So, you could do it all. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Like, That's damn, fucking you dope. Right, and you can sing. Like most of the time, people could just they can't write. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's the thing is like, as long as you can do something talented like that, just I'll hear it. I'm li- I'm willing to listen to anything. Yeah. It just needs to be original. I just need some originality, even if it's a small sample of something in the past. That's fine. But make a good positive spin on it. Add some flavor. Add a style to it. Mm. The ones that I've been hearing lately, I'm just like, God damn. I will bring up three that i put aside that i'm i think one i mentioned to you before and two that you may not have heard of and they're not all rap either mm. but these three are three that i personally listen to that i'm like we're not talking enough about them the first one is freddie gibbs mm. i've said it before i've sent you a few songs because i've been just mm. i have fucked with freddie gibbs and now the thing about freddie gibbs he's over 40 that guy's my age so like yeah. seeing his career and he's been doing this since like the early 2000s don't get me wrong but I think just now is when he's really starting to break through. Because the last album he had was called Soul Sold Separately. And I have that shit on repeat. That is a gritty fucking rapper who really talks about his upbringing in like Gary, Indiana. And it's just, he has like a lot of dark struggles. So it's not the bullshit of like fucking bitches and doing drugs and stuff. It's like he actually went through a lot of shit and he's trying to really make something for himself and like he has a big impact on his community, puts a lot back into it. Like, I fuck with people like that. Now, I know everybody's got their past, and I don't know all of his either. I'm sure he got into some shit. But his music, I think, is a wide range. Like, his slow tempo shit hits as hard as his fast shit. Like, mm-hmm. the 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 wordplay he has, the skills he has, I think are top-notch. Mm-hmm. And now he's starting to mix in with, like, some, you know, big players. You're probably going to see a lot more Freddie Gibbs coming up here. But, like, if you haven't heard him... At this point, and I'm not going to just anybody at this point. Give him a shot. It's It takes a bit to get into just because his style is very gritty. Very 
how do I put this? It's hard. That's no pun intended. It's, it's very classic hip hop. Yes, it's a, he's very much a throwback. But yeah. I think that, that might be why I fuck with him. Like he raps fast, but I understand him. His yeah. style is something easy to pick up. And yeah. again, pretty much, I like music that I can listen to in any mood. He is one of those guys. So Absolutely. if I'm if I I'm agree. feeling chill, I got plenty of Freddy songs I can put on. If I'm feeling like I want to rob motherfucker, I got some <laughs> shit like that too. <laughs> you know, so Freddie yeah. is definitely. He's been high rotation for me. Yeah, Another one, very yeah. I think he is. I think he very much. Another one that I've been recently getting into, and she's pretty young and newer to the scene. Well, that's Mariah the Scientist. Mm. And she's getting a lot of like SZA comparisons when it comes to her style. She's more yeah. of a, you know, that that type of R&B slash hip hop a little bit, yep. but mostly R&B. Yep. But I think that's the ultimate compliment because I love SZA. We talked about SZA plenty of times in the show, how... Just yeah. wonderful and talented she is. But Mariah the Scientist, another one that buttery voice, tough subject matter. The beats are just in your brain for days. Like, that's another one I think is an up-and-coming artist that you're probably going to hear a lot more, a lot more features for her coming up here. That's somebody I think you keep on your radar. Mm -hmm. The The third one is not hip-hop at all. This is actually, they're kind of indie, dream pop, synthwave type. That oh, sounds... Yeah. That sounds way more Coachella than I wanted to, but their, their, their <laughs> name is the name is Cannon. That's the band name. It's three people. Cannons. I've been stuck on this group. It's it's two guys and a lead vocalist who is a woman. Her name is Michelle Joy. But that vibe is is me. That is very sunset drive kind of vibe. Instantly replayable. Like big breakout artists coming up. Like hey, their hey, whole play a song. Play a song. Play a, play a song. song. I play a song for you. Yeah. Yes, if you haven't heard Cannons, check them out. They're still pretty new, too. They got a fourth album dropping next month. I'm going to be listening to that shit on rotation all the fucking time. You already got, you already fucking know. So, so yeah, man. So, what's your favorite song of, like, all time? Of all time? All time. One song. Oh. One song. That's so tough. Okay. If I had to pick, oh, that is so hard. That's so hard to do. Okay. There's one that's stuck in my brain, and I'm crazy for saying this. It's Nas, oh, but it's it ain't hard to tell. Oh, that's a good because he puts that Michael Jackson human emotion beat behind it, and that to me is like the the joining of two of my all time yes. favorites. And his lyrics on that song are just it's insane, Nas. insane. It's it's pure Nas. It's Nas at his absolute greatest. Yeah. So I that that man, if you've never heard that song, it ain't hard to tell. That song is the shit. And that's good. That's put me on the spot. I need at least three weeks. 
to think about that fucking answer. But if I had to go gut reaction number one, which song those do a lot, it's that song. I fucking mm. love that song. But see, represent is on there too. Oh, that whole fucking album, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Nomadic is, is my Nomadic number one. Nomadic is one of the oh. hip-hop albums of all time. I, I, I can't beat it. So it's like, that that's probably the number one for me. What about you? See, I was thinking about this the other day. And if I were to choose one song to say that is my favorite, it used to be Power Trip. It's a great song. It's a great song. It used to be Power Trip because mm-hmm. I I love like the the little integral parts of it. Right? So I love yes. the the little ints in the back, the little that's just great. That's just great. Little shit. But if I were to choose one song in its totality, whole file, yep, I would have to choose "I Get Up" by Jay. Oh, I feel it's gonna be J. Cole no matter what, but no matter what, that's what that's oh, my guy. That's my guy. Man, but man, yeah, he that's a great song, it's a great it's, fucking um, song. It's off of the warm up, his second mixtape. Yep, and I can play that song anytime when I need motivation. Uh, when I'm in the mood to do something, when I'm motivated, if I need to be uplifted, if I'm sad, whatever, like Sorry. I can play that song at any time and I'll be good because it'll always. <laughs> See, there you have it. That's all you need for your favorite song is just for it to be that go to for everything in your life. So, like, that's that's what Nas is for me, honestly. Like, I just no matter what my mood is, it's yeah. always a Nas mood, always. Yeah. Oh man, the guy can't do any wrong, man. That's crazy. I feel you. Like it, it, it's gotten to a point where, whenever I'm in the car with somebody, I don't even play J Cole anymore because I know I'm just gonna annoy them. Because it's gonna be <laughs> one song after the next. It's all J Cole. That's why you just put these. Let them know when they walk in. Like just so you know, it's so gonna be know, J Cole the whole fucking the time. Up. This whole this whole ride to Minnesota is gonna be the warm up. Right. And then <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Yep. And then born center and the forest hills drive and then we'll that, be there so they will be there <laughs> you're missing but, out on great music if you do so yeah <laughs> god that's a that'd be a fucking fun ass car ride i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying we'd be rolling up in there so hey, in the audience. even better Ooh. even better i know you missed uh, that car <laughs> <laughs> so all that to be said all that to be final i just wanted to have that conversation just say like uh you know i get i sound old I get I sound like I'm a boomer, but just no, you don't. give me some originality. Give me that love and that heart and that soul back to music. Give me the instruments back. If I hear another fucking song made with computers, I'm losing my shit. Play some fucking instruments. Tell your kids to play instruments. Do you know what my son's favorite song is? Which is absolutely bananas. It's Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. That's such a pinnacle 80s song, but every time it comes on, he does a little dance and he just needs it cranked up every single time. And I'm like, that's me. That's me teaching him that there's more than just Olivia Rodrigo. Oop, I said it. Um, <laughs> there's more to it than just the popular music of today. You can look back at that history hey. and say, hey, you know, it's it's great stuff, too. And I'm not saying only old music is good, either. I, there's good shit today, too. But you got to meet me halfway here, folks. Like, give me some more of that soul back. Speaking of Olivia Rodrigo, I got a funny story about it. Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't bang that, did you? No, no, are no, you no, no, no. are you what the songs no. are about? No, 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 no. All right, so check this out, check this out, check this out. So one day, <laughs> I can't oh, believe I'm God. telling this story. Oh so God! One day, 
one day I want to go hang out with this chick. Let's just call her <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. <laughs> and I'm calling her that because the song was playing as we were in the car. Sure. And let me backtrack a little bit. She goes, hey, I'm going to pick you up. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go to an Sure. I'm like, all right, whatever. Kind of weird. Like, normally girls don't pick me up. <laughs> so I send her my address. She comes, picks me up. I get in the car, and we hear an Olivia Rodrigo song. Sure. Talking about, it was a sad song. They're, aren't they all <laughs> talking about some uh driver's license shit oh that's the one she's known for that got her on the yeah, map and i was like shit. what the fuck is some this shit like that oh my god my daughter loves that shit go on <laughs> and so i asked her where we're going she's like oh i i gotta go home to grab some okay cool you know we're talking on the way there and we pull up to her place and okay okay cool she's like, sure and we get up to her room i'm like oh you got roommates and i hear a voice a very uh-huh. familiar voice uh-oh and I'm like, oh, no, this only happens in the movies, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> Why got it happen to me? Like, I know that voice. How do I know that voice? Because I heard it the night before. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, like, so you heard it the night before because. Yes, I heard yeah. it the night before. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. What are the odds? <laughs> so we walk in and I'm like. Fuck. Of course it is. Of oh, course. No. I know this voice. We turn the corner into the hallway as we're about to walk into her room. She walks out of the bathroom and we make eye contact. And I'm mm. like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, what you got to grab? We, we got to go. What you got to grab? <laughs> and then she's, and I'm oh like, oh my um, God. I just went in the car. <laughs> I got to go. Bye. <laughs> I can't be in here. I just went in the car. Oh, this ain't even no. my car. I was just going right. <laughs> And so she comes out and she's like, um, are you ready to go? And I'm like, yeah. Um, Been ready. You could just uh, drop me off at my guy's house. <laughs> He's like, what? You don't want to go? I'm like, no. No. Nah. <laughs> she was driving me to, to my guy's house and we were talking. And she goes, you know, she told me she was with you. Oh, no. Oh, no. She told me she was with you last night. She said, if I wanted to try it, I could go ahead. Oh, I looked at got- I was like, oh, wait, so I'm just, uh, that's how y'all, that's how y'all do me, man. Uh. <laughs> she gave her the pass. Man, that's why, that's why I said drop me off at my guy house. I don't even want you. Man, wow. goodbye. Wow. So, so you're the fucking bicycle out here, huh? <laughs> I, I guess so. Going for a ride. Ah. <laughs> So oh that's, my god! I I've been calling her Olivia Rodrigo. So that song is ruined for you forever. <laughs> yeah, that's all you think I, about now. See, I knew the night was gonna be fucked when she said, "I'm gonna pick you up." Oh, you just knew from that point, huh? And I'm like, wait, why would you pick me? But if you offering, I'm not gonna say no. Right? <laughs> you know, save that gas. If you want to right. do that shit for me, then go ahead. Right. Save save that gas, bro. <laughs> but yeah. Wow! Wow! And I'm assuming yeah. this wasn't that long ago because I know we're done with the fuckboy stuff, but that Rodrigo was, is not that old. So. That was it was in the past. Let's just it was in the past. The past. the past. That's a very recent past. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the past. It was in the past. Oh my god! The song Let's had see. already been out. Uh huh. Song wasn't new. It already been out. I don't know. And I, I can't even hear Rodrigo because hey, at least her shit's original. Shit, that's all I'm asking for. <laughs> hey, at least. 
and originality. I feel something when I hear her. You, know you felt mean? something. It was a whether, terrible feeling. Whether, whether I like it or not. Whether I like her music or not. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's all I want. Just give us some feelings. Just the soundtrack to our lives. That's all. Oh, my God. Oh, on that note, you may tell your fans your final words for the evening. Man, keep drinking your water, man. Sometimes lay back and have your simple shots of whatever. Three. Um, sometimes, you know, mm. water's been. Yeah. <laughs> pretty gone right now. I'm 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 very much a lightweight. I'm pretty gone right now. Trying to thug it up. <laughs> That's what happens when you're like 110 pounds, brother. Hennessy <laughs> goes right through you. Yeah, um, my thighs reddish. You feel it in your thighs? Yeah. What do you drink? Wow. I can't talk. Oh, I'm over here God. sweating because I'm just I get hot anytime brown liquor enters my system. So I can't even talk. <laughs> so that's what you my dumbass kids are wearing. What is they all red? Yeah. I'm getting that flush. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh my god. In the meantime, folks, you already know where you can find us. That's the Bank Bro Show on YouTube, Facebook, and at gmail.com. And we are at Bank Bro Show on Insta. So make sure you check us out. Go check on him. Make sure you get him some water. Send him a whole crate of it because he could fucking use it right about now. I'm so going to sleep. He's going to sleep. I'm <laughs> taking some cold medicine and knocking the fuck out. And hopefully I am good to go by this time next week. I'm sure I'll be fine. But I got shit going on this weekend, too. I can't say what it is yet because it's a surprise for somebody who might hear this. So just mm. know I got big things going on. This fucking weekend, I might have some mm. photos to share. Mm. Mm. Nah, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. There's a there's a a possibility of that, but that's not what I'm talking about at all. Something a little more kosher. Oh my god, <laughs> get me to spill the beans on that shit. But I'll give you guys an update uh, next week on the show. So make sure you come right back, back here. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the Hennessy talking right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Until next time, folks, you know what it is. Bank Bros are in your city. We are here for you. And you can bank on it. Go hydrate. <laughs> One, two, three. Fuck one. <laughs>